Welcome to the Simply His Coffee Shop. Welcome back. We are talking today about AI and the impact that can have on our kids and our lives in general. We found that out because at least with Kate, she was intuitive enough to come and say, hey, dad, this is what's going on. Hey, mom, this is because we've we've cultivated that right. relationship with her, though, too, that says we don't care what it is. You're mm. never going to be in trouble. Right. Come talk to us. Ask us the questions. Right. And then I've given the You're kids... never going to be in trouble for asking. No, absolutely right. not. It's not a You're... blanket. You'll never be in trouble for anything. You just Right. No, you'll never be in trouble for asking a question yeah. because you're needing to find out this information because right. we want to have that open communication with our kids that says, hey, please come to us. We can talk about anything and everything Please find a safe person to talk to, like your parents. And then we have given our kids a few extra people, like grandma. If if you don't feel comfortable coming to mom to talk about it, go to your grandma, because I know grandma is going to tell her basically the same thing that I would. And then I know she'll come and tell me. <laughs> uh, well, we've had uh, that conversation with our own kids as well years ago. Mm-hmm. As you can tell me I'm ugly and I dress funny, but do it with the right attitude yeah. and we'll get to the bottom of it. And so we've had lots of questions and yeah. answer times. I had amazing yeah. conversations with dad. For those that don't know, Dr. Thomas Horn is my father. And same with you, mom. Like I look back at what I would ask you guys and not know that I'm supposed to do this with fear and trepidation because now right. some of these conversations are so taboo, but in my world, I'm growing I'm, my hormones are developing and you know, mom and dad, what does it mean when this happens? Or what does it mean when I hear this or what? There was always this, this sober place of non-judgment to come mm-hmm. and be loved and to feel those were the things that salvaged me as a human being, mm-hmm. yeah. being able to actually navigate with people that were there for me. And to work through these things that literally every human being is going to go through. Absolutely. Every human being is going to go through transition and and have questions. And to make a child that has a question feel sinful in nature or that their questions are taboo. Yeah. Just inherently for having them. Right. All that's going to do, all that's going to do is make that child lock up and learn the lesson. You don't dare talk to mom and dad about this or that because holy smokes. Right. That's all this guy. That's it. And they're going to go get answers from the world anyway. Yep. Sure. Absolutely. You know what? That's funny that you mentioned that because um, I grew up in the same household that you did with the same parents. And I remember that I was in the second grade and I'll never forget this. A girl said a term in school that I probably will keep to myself because this is a family show. (laughs) I said, what is that? And she said, you don't know what fill in the blank means? And I could tell by the way she was responding with shock that I had never heard this word, almost like it was this dirty little secret. And she was like, come here and I'll tell you. And I, and I just went, nope, whatever that is, I'm going to ask my mom later. And she's like, don't ask whatever you do. You can't <laughs> ask your mom. <laughs> this conversation wow. like it was yesterday. <laughs> and I went and I, I said, no, nope, whatever it is, I'm going to ask my mom. So I went home that same day and I said, mom, what does bleep mean? And mom said, okay, well, where did you hear that? Oh, 
just calm, easy. <laughs> and I said, well, a girl at school said the word. And then when I when I said I didn't know what it meant, she acted all hush-hush about it. And it, I realized whatever it was, it probably needed to bring it to you first. And mom's like, I'm really glad you did. Then she calmly explained in very, very appropriate language for yes. my age right. what that meant. But she right. told me what the, the term meant. And I just remember that as carefully as she explained that to me, then after she told me, she said, I cannot begin to tell you how proud I am of you that you came to me and let me explain that to you. Yeah. But I felt like I could. That's right. the main part of this story. It's it's not, oh, Donna was great when she was in second grade. It's my mother was great because she made it very clear to me that there is no taboo. Anyway, that was a testimony to how uh, open my mother was. And I've tried to raise my children in that same vein. Yeah. And I've already had my children come to me with things that they also don't know that they are supposed to be embarrassed about. And they just don't even think about it because we have that kind of an open platform yeah, in our an house. Open communication. Um, and I will tell you something else. I know that this is radical. And I know that this is deeply offensive to the modern day narrative of our society. But my, my kids also do not have phones. Listen, especially when you're in that situation where, you know, mommy and daddy are maybe not together anymore. Yes, exactly. And there's a child at the other person's home, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why parents feel like they're stuck in a position to make right. the hard Absolutely. choice to get their child yeah. some form of a technology. Device, right. Absolutely. I'm not in that position, so I realize this might be coming from kind of a dumb place or at least a, a, an ignorant place. Um in my mind, I think probably a, a dumb phone would still be okay for that situation. Uh, my kids don't have anything, nothing. Yeah. And and at the point in time where they will need that kind of a call mom anytime I need her sort of situation when they get a little bit older yeah. and they do have more of a, a life outside the home, my plan is to do the dumb phone. And I know that's absolutely radical, but that is how I have it's chosen not even radical at all. to respond. Mm -hmm. That is how I have chosen to respond to this onslaught yeah. of the loss of innocence mm. yeah. and the dramatic increase of danger right. toward my children. And this is actually how I, I came to know about some of the concerning dangers that are occurring on the phone, whether or not you are looking for it. Um, because I play a lot of fun little yeah. games like oh, uh, Candy yeah. Crush type right. yeah. games. Most of my games are rated seven plus, right. and they are what what you call they call them match three games. It's where yeah. Yeah. you know you line up three crowns and they bloop and disappear. Yeah. You know, just extremely innocent stuff. Yeah, I used to play those games with my kids sitting right next to me, um, and one day an ad popped up for another game. Because, you know, a lot of right. these games, yeah. if they you have agree to watch an ad, you get a free blowy up yeah. candy or right. whatever, whatever right. the thing is. <laughs> exactly. Or some of them, some of them require Super ads power. even to be able to play. Right. So, you know, I was going along with this and one day an ad popped up and I jerked my phone away from my kids and I was like, uh, what? What? Where did this ad come from? Yeah. I have not been playing any dirty games. There is not a single dirty app on my phone anywhere. Right. It's like... Let the cows out of the pen in the right order so you can match the brown cows all together right. and the white cows all together. Like the most innocent thing you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. Only rated seven plus. Digital They'd paint be rated by numbers. zero yeah. Yeah. Exactly. in age. 
for appropriateness, they'd be rated zero in age. The right. only reason they're rated seven plus is because it takes at least a seven-year-old to understand which cow to let out of the pen first. Right. right. This is how innocent my games are. <laughs> the first time this happened, mm -hmm. I jerked my phone out from under where my kids could see that fast. It may not even be a game. If I'm looking at something on my phone and a, ki a kid even gets near me, I immediately start to avert just because I never know what's going to pop up. I never, ever one time asked for any of those things to right. show up on my phone. Right. right. And um, everything that I had ever been doing was very innocent. My children do not have access to my phone. Right. I don't play those phone games around my child ever anymore. This only goes to show you can play a game as innocent as counting cows. You can buy your child a tablet. It can have something as innocent as solitaire yeah. or a game where farm mm -hmm. animals are, you know, jumping up and down and it's a sing-along. There's color sorting games mm -hmm. yeah. where you pour, you know, a red into a red jar and you sort them out. These are the games where these ads are hiding in. Right. And they're absolutely showing up in, 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 in these are games that you would let your child play. So I have gone out of my way at this point to... Take every picture I can, record every time that this has ever occurred that I can, and I send it to my family. You guys are all my witnesses. I'm constantly sending this to you guys as awareness. Yeah. So to me, the games are not just about entertainment. The games are about understanding as a mother what my child is being subjected to, what other it people's children yeah. are possibly and potentially right. being subjected to on their tablets or their parents' right. phone. Yeah. How many times do you see a young mother just hand her two or three-year-old a phone because yeah. they're on a long drive or they're out in public and the child is bored. And so she gives them a completely innocent Sesame Street game yeah. okay. to keep the child busy. Busy. And this is the kind of thing that is popping up the second that the parent turns their head. There's a reason that I am still looking at and being aware of the things that are popping up unsolicited on my phone while I'm doing something completely innocent because I'm taking screen grabs and I'm taking videos to make them aware. Every single person that I can to, to raise awareness and let other parents know this is what's possibly it's being, ex yeah. your child is possibly being exposed, exposed to. Yeah. Yep. It's a lot like that uh, Saturn application yeah. where parents don't really know and right. if the school hands it up, must be good, right? right. must be yeah. okay. It must be safe. It's like the one you was talking about, Joe, if they're going in and talking about different things with different people and it's school approved, it should just be fine, right? Mm. Right. That's, I think, what is good about parenting is not leaving that to other people or even to the school system. But by parenting, you guys are the ones that went in and said, yeah, what's going on here? Hovering. <laughs> I'd never heard that term helicopter parent either, but yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I think I'm going to use that now. <laughs> sure. I'm going to be a helicopter grandma. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what I think about now that, you know, we've talked about all these safety factors and games and digital this that you know for me because of all of us on the platforms that we are on mm -hmm. our images and likenesses whether we've you know posted to facebook or whether we're sitting here now doing what we're doing or what we do on the flagship show or the donna house show this surge of ai yeah mm -hmm. kind of stuff where they can take your face yep they can take your voice it may look like you're robbing a bank and sound like you're the one saying hand over the money and it's not you. Right. 
talking about safety. Yeah. The phone call, what the mom gets from the daughter, and the yeah. daughter's screaming bloody murder. You've got to send, you've got to send. Um, you got to have help. I got to have, yeah. And I need you to go get $5,000 worth of uh, PayPal cards or, you know, whatever kind of cash card you can and, and drop it off here. Or else, and then they'll release me. And it's not even the daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. has, has, you know, given or gone on to their whatever social media they're on mm-hmm. yeah. and taken their likeness, image and, and voice, mm-hmm. manipulated it for the purposes of committing a crime. Yep. You right. know, and that daughter is like two doors down at her girlfriend's house and they're doing homework. Yeah. yeah. It's not even her. So Toby and I have come up with we're we're going to have a password. Yeah. This is the code. Mm-hmm. If this ever happens, because as a woman, if I hear panic from my husband over a phone, I'm stepping and fetching. <laughs> right. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. <laughs> That's the deal. Or my kids. That's putting it lightly. Dude, if, if it's, you if know it's, Cherie, <laughs> stepping and fetching is very dangerous ground. <laughs> you no, know, it's so true. Yeah. A little bit. Well, even my kids. But for people that are thinking, wait a minute, this is like way off in the future or maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, no, no. So I have some very smart people that work with me in the media department who are aware of some of this technology and have just for demonstrational purposes showed me what some of its capability is. Yeah. And it became an office joke that pretty soon they won't even need me to do the hosting and to do the writing and to do the whatever. (laughs) No, I'm serious. I walked in and they had a a, a one-minute soundbite of me talking. And I mean, this this is AI technology masking my voice based on a one-minute sampler of an intro I did from the Skywatch TV show, and one minute later, right. it is holding a narrative that I never said, Yeah. and only my parents and my siblings could kind of tell right. mm-hmm. nuanced things. Yeah, the cadence was off. The cadence was yep. 2% off and could tell this is not Joe. Right. But imagine over the phone, imagine yep. a panic. And imagine, because this technology is accelerating so fast. So right. if you're thinking that this is, you know, for the you know five to 10 years out, no, it exists right this minute. now. There are technologies. Uh, right. Many of them are free. Oh, yeah. You just go online and you type in, you know, voice masking, AI, whatever, yeah. voice duplication. So for kids who have phones who may receive a phone call from their parent, Meet me on the corner of so-and-so. Yep. Oh, no, I Post. could do, look, I'm not a malevolent person, but I'm telling you right now, wh- I could right now oh, no. create a deep fake voice for any one of my choosing. Oh, my gosh. And all okay. I need, all I need is a voice sample of them, either talking on a video or doing yep. a selfie video from Facebook or right. anything. And I could create something and, and airdrop that to somebody's phone or send it to them via a text, and they would have no idea. Yeah. That this is not their loved one telling right. them whatever I want them to say. I could exactly. do that right now and I could do it for free. I'm just validating what yeah. you're saying, like yeah. from a person who has very smart people in media who, who are aware of where this technology is going. And, well, even, uh, the, even the founders of the technology are concerned about the technology and they right. developed it and are right. speaking out against it. Right. <laughs> I know. Isn't that handy, though? Yeah, right. It's already out of the barn. Yeah. You've got to wonder where some of this deep fake technology is going for politics as well. Oh, like, snap. Like, you know, what, every, I've got, it's gotten to the point now where every single time I see a politician stand up and say something, I'm like, I is wonder, it, are is, they, it is it really them? Are they really them? <laughs> There's your tinfoil hat, right? but no, you could totally do that, <laughs> no, right? I, I just, because I wonder sometimes, because I know that that's like a conspiracy theorist response, and there's probably people that are like listening to me, and they're like, Oh, whatever. It's totally Biden or it's totally Trump or it's totally whoever just said the thing. 
But if I, with no governmental FBI fingers in anybody's pies up in the uppity ups, just me can go online right now and take a, a downloaded conversation between me and Joe and turn it into Joe preaching something that he never said. Right. Yeah. And I can take his face right. and a two minute video of him talking on Skywatch and I can turn that into a video of something he never said. Mm -hmm. right. Every single time a, a, a politician or a presidential candidate stands up to say something, is it really them that has said something? That's this is not exactly tinfoil hat. The technology's there, let's right. be real. Right, right, yeah. right, for sure. I like Sharice's code word idea, really. No, seriously. I mean, that's that's the thing that, you know, the family code word that can't be. Could be a lifesaver. It could right be. There. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, and especially a lot of elderly um, um, individuals are getting these phone calls because obviously maybe they've got a good, you know, amount of money in the bank. Their houses are paid off their whatever. And, and it's a mask of their grandchild, mm -hmm. which mess with my kids. It's a problem. You mess with my grandbabies. <laughs> You won't exist. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? So for that kind of just evil <laughs> yeah. to prey on right. people yeah. and the capacity in which they can. So, you know, it's, it's sad that we have to develop internal strategic plans yeah. for our family just to stay safe yeah. from your voice and likeness. Yeah. Not just in a car. Yeah. You know, yep. other, you know, idiot drivers or out on the boat, or whatever. Yeah. The hypervigilance has gotten to be everything. Anything you touch, scary. you have to be hypervigilant. Well, with the AI comes, too, the whole VR, virtual reality stuff. So who's to say that they can't take your picture or your video and turn it into some kind of a virtual reality type thing? Oh. And what does that even mean for the porn industry and oh, okay. things like now, that? okay. Now you're starting a seven-week series. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm telling you, I, I could tell you, and I don't even have to be prophetic to tell you, but where that, where that technology is going, and when I say going, I mean it, it mostly exists today. Yeah. Right now, where the imagination can dream for anything it wants to manifest and have AI deliver whatever. I, it, you know, and, and I'm telling you that this, is, this exists now. The only thing that's keeping it from swaths of people is that you need another year or two for it to Maybe. be broad stream, downloadable apps that allow for some of this. And I and I and what I'm getting at, not to be ambiguous or, or esoteric, but with the introduction of AI, the, the the way that it'll change the porn industry is that right now you still actually need human beings. Yeah to perform on video so that these people consuming that content have something to watch. You won't need that very shortly. You don't need it now. Mm. But the technology does not exist with accessibility to your layperson yet. Johnny at 15 with a cell phone can't yet. I, I keep premising this very carefully because this could be one year from now. The time right. you watch this could change. And I'm almost reluctant to share because I don't want to give people yeah. ideas. Right, yeah, I no. don't want to. Yeah. I, that's the other part that if you're mm, experiencing yes. like an inhibition, I don't want Billy to hear this podcast. That is a great idea. Right, right. <laughs> but let me just say very generically, um, Without limitation, whatever you can daydream, whatever that looks like, whoever it might involve, and you'll be able to create yeah. personalized content of AI origin, you will not be able to distinguish the voices, the faces, the actors, the players. So you imagine, like you, you cited earlier, the addictiveness of pornography, where it's going. Yeah. It's going to be like 
I know everybody uses the term steroids. Everything's right. on steroids. Everything's on steroids. Literally, it's going to take what is already uh, a nearly irreversible trend in terms of the access super to porn. Supersize it. Yeah, supersize, mega size, ultra size. Right. And uh, we don't even have a clue except to look at the historical norms, how mass murderers, sociopaths. Yeah. If you talk to almost any of the most famous murderers we've ever known, total sociopaths, at uh -huh. some point when they're being honest at the end of their life, right before execution or whatever, they will admit that one of the things that all of these totally deranged people have in common is the regular consumption of pornography yeah. because it feeds the flesh. You have to denounce any conviction to continue yeah. delving into the darkest corridors of the human imagination, which has no limits yep. save for the creator who puts those boundaries in place to keep you from basically driving yourself insane by feeding a flesh, feeding a flesh narrative, feeding a flesh fantasy, indulging in the things that you want because you want them despite who it might hurt. Yeah. You objectify the people in the videos. They become objects of your own personal gratification and no longer somebody's son or daughter or That's human right. being, right? Yeah. Well, it's a pursuit. It never ends. And then... Dehumanizing everyone. You're dehumanizing people. Um, you're taking what you want because you want it. This trend becomes a, a way for this to manifest in real life. Now a person becomes a peeping Tom. They're getting yep. closer now, kind of like a raptor behind an electric fence. He's starting to probe the gates to see how far he can push the boundaries. He's peeping through windows. He's running away at first when the lights come on and they look out the window and, and you know, this person has run away. And then eventually that's not enough. They have to act this thing out. Yep. So they become rapists or they become, yep. and then eventually that does not titillate. Because there's no end to the human fleshly desire. There's no end to the, the corridors of the imagination. Becomes murder. Yep. Murder isn't enough. It becomes deranged murder. It becomes... And so people now in their teens will be able to flush this stuff out fantastically through the use of AI. And we have no clue other than to look at history with the limitations it's had already without AI yeah. to see where that leads yeah. We don't have a clue. The, the upcoming generation of people that have access to pornography on their phones is the experiment. Yep. What humanity will remain in a person who's 18 years old when he's been on it for a decade with no limitation? We don't have a clue. And what strikes me, you, several times now, you've either directly or, or, or very closely said in different words that whatever the human imagination can come up with, that's where we are right, with what technology can do. That reminds me of the Tower of Babel in the book of Genesis mm. yeah. because God himself said whatever deranged ideas, yeah. whatever evil imaginations these human beings can devise, they will. Now, why? Why could they in that particular story but then not later on in the Bible? It's because we had one language on the earth at the time. Mm -hmm. And he scattered the people to different lands and he confused their languages so that they could no longer use one universal language to commit the greatest imaginings of evil. What has the internet done? Yep. In one second, I can type in English, it translates, and we're yep. getting to the point now where it, it's not even that I have to you know, type it in English and then it's Speaking. translated into Spanish or French or whatever, and it, seconds yeah. later, literally getting to the point now where I can, you know, we, we, we say something out loud and push a button and it says it in another language. The, the mm -hmm. internet 
It's just funny to me because Joe is sitting here saying whatever the evil imaginations of humanity devise, we're we're going there. Right. And I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, we have returned to the Tower of Babel. Yep. And the thing is with AI, it's not a human. No. Nope. It's not a human brain. So what evil wow. can it perpetrate Ooh. because it's being fed by a human? Oh my, you know? Yeah, Honestly. I yeah. Now you're getting into the sentience of AI, and mm -hmm. it's a whole. Like I said, do you want to do an eight-week television series? <laughs> yeah. I only want to. Uh, before we end, I also want to put this out there too. There is coming a day. So I'm I'm saying this to raise awareness. There is coming a day where I believe um, that Christians will be persecuted and arrested, possibly for things they never did. Yeah. But their face, their voice, and their likeness right. is in a video showing them having committed a crime. Yeah. And the whole world is railing against them. Yeah. I have a feeling that there is coming a day where very, very well-known ministers are going to be slammed and They're slandered online for things they never did. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I was only saying that to raise awareness so that if and when we get to that point in history, we can be very discerning yeah. and be very critically thinking right. about the things that we see because how often does misinformation spread online? People do oh, meme search faster. now. They don't do research. They right. do meme search. They go on Facebook, they see a meme and they're just telling you, oh, did you know that this was in aloe vera? Did you know that this is going to kill you? Did you know? But people don't even care. They're just reposting, liking, yeah. just, you know, everything is, is, is just being accepted at face value. So how much is this going to affect us when it's our reputation that is at stake yeah. the next day when we are being accused of something that we never even did, but our face is on it and our voice is in it. Yeah. Right. And to buttress what Donna says, I wasn't going to offer any more on the AI thing, but she, she raised another interesting <laughs> angle, which I have to respond now. So there's two ways that exactly what Donna is describing is going to play out. The flood of deep fakes mm -hmm. yeah. at first we'll have the reaction she's talking about. Right. Did you hear that Dr. So-and-so said, Oh my gosh! Everybody's boycotting his ministry, and right. he's being handcuffed. And then you know, okay. There's two two ways. One, it will dilute the believability of anything that you see, which yeah. will be, in my view, part of what it's designed to do. Yeah. It will allow people to hide who are malevolent out in plain view, and any video of a politician doing something inappropriate with a child, anything that would ever oh. surface in any way. Wow. No, 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 it's a deep fake. And the whole public will just, yeah, you can't really tell these days. You know, yeah. who knows what's real? Who, who, right? Who's to say? So it'll give cover to people that no longer have to fear the leak of a video, whatever, wow. right? The second thing that this is going to do is it will cry for authenticity. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have to be authenticated. For my own protection, I have to be authenticated. I have to be a part of a system with a digital ID number that, oh, that maybe snap. gets sealed by the federal government every time oh, I'm talking snap. on video that authenticates. <laughs> no, this did originate with me. I promise. This is my oh, authenticated Jesus. channel. This is my authenticated Joe Horn in personhood, LLC, the human being, the private, whatever. And, and it will come with a seal. So that's what they'll offer. If you want to make sure you're protected against these deep fakes, you have to be able to, and only the seal of X number, blah, 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 with some number, ding, ding, ding. You'll have Christian leaders clamoring for the mark of the beast so fast. You've got to take it. In that's order to protect their ministries. Oh, my so gosh. It, you're seeing stuff play out right now that we're, we're seeing stuff. It, there, there will be no stopping it. It is prophetic. Yeah. And we're to occupy and to preach the, the gospel. Of, and God so, I, believe me, I have given a lot of thought to the AI thing. And those are the two things that this is going to do. That's so. why it's so important for us to teach our children, too, to have a relationship with the Lord, to, to seek his voice. Because 
that knower, sometimes you have that knower that goes off as a mom. Oh, you know, that, that makes me really uncomfortable. I, I, I don't think I want my kids to go over to that place. Mm-hmm. Trust your instincts. Sometimes that's the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you do listen to my voice and I am giving you a warning. So have a relationship first with the Lord, with Jesus, have a communication with him on the daily basis. Pray for your children and have a relationship, a strong relationship with your kids. We, we always say that on this show, but it is so important so that your kids know that you are a safe place to come and share what's going on in their life. Raise them up to be the leaders of tomorrow because they are the leaders of tomorrow and they're here for a reason. They are here for such a time as this. And we have to remember that as parents and keep them safe because their whole life can change in an instant. And we always say, you know, that'll never happen to me. That happens to so-and-so. But so-and-so said that. She said that until something happened to her child. Yeah. So there's never, a, it's, it won't happen to me ever. It could happen to you but put in precautions that help it so that it doesn't happen to you or that you're prepared and your child is prepared to know what to do, to have the safe word of say, hey, mom, even if they they do have a phone and they're uncomfortable because they got themselves into a situation that's mm-hmm. not where they need to be, have a safe word that they can text you and you drop everything and go pick them up. Right. Have things in place that keeps your family safe. And that was the whole purpose of this. So much information we've gone over, but our heart is to help you as parents know what some of the risks are, because sometimes we don't know. We don't know what the the risks are. And until we do, ignorance is not always an option. You have to know what's happening in your child's life and what are the scary situations out there that they could find themselves in. So protect your family. Our children are our biggest blessings and they are so important. Protect them, love them, be there for them, be their, their safe haven. That's what the home is for. And that's what God intended is for the home to be your child's safe place. Let it be that. Let it be that. Have you guys learned something today? So much information. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next week in the Simply His Coffee Shop. (laughs) 